I'm Joyce, the pack leader here at 99 Walks, and each week I have the unique pleasure of walking and talking with an incredible person who shares their tactical tips, advice, and a bit of their personal journey in this unique format. No, it's not a super polished, professionally produced podcast. It's just a conversation between two people while they are walking that you get to be a part of. So lace up your sneakers and head out the door with us. Welcome everybody to today's Walk and Talk. Our guest today is Kennedy Lodato. And Kennedy and I met when we shared a panel discussion all around the power of walking. And I just knew that he had so much wisdom to share that I couldn't wait to invite him to join me for a Walk and Talk. Kennedy is a holistic health practitioner and he is a foot and movement specialist, which is just the tip of the iceberg of a very long and impressive resume. So Kennedy, welcome and thank you for being here. This call is being recorded. Welcome, thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure and uh, I'm glad we absolutely met on that call. Uh, what was it, a couple of months ago at this point. So thank you for having me. Uh, I always love to share things regarding feet especially. Feet is the place we are going to end up but before, because there's so much there. But before we do that, because your background is so extensive that I couldn't do it justice, can you just share a little bit with your personal journey and how the world of holistic wellness and movement and feet all came together for you as an area of practice and specialty? Okay, I will give you obviously the condensed version as we're limited with time, but I think I had a passion to help from as far as I can remember, probably around eight years old. I remember wanting to buy books that had to do with chemistry and physics and people, and I couldn't read these books at that time. That developed into an urge to want to help somewhere in the doctoral field around age 13. Uh, again, asking for books I couldn't read, but things I knew one day I would be able to. <laughs> And then life went on from there. I went into high school, and I guess it kind of got put back on the back burner. But uh, as school finished, uh, I started to want to find my way again. And I went through many phases. But where it all really began uh, was when I was about 26 years old. I had had a shoulder injury. That injury had led me to a gym. The gym led me to figuring out that uh, I could be a healthier person. There's things I could do. That health journey led me from bodybuilding into athleticism, which led me to say, there's got to be more to health. And that led me into understanding human movement and fascia in feet, which and then I started educating for many companies. So I was always just looking for at the end of the day, how does someone increase their longevity? How do we live longer, but live, not just be alive? Because I don't want to be 90 and be sitting in a chair and barely breathing. I want to still be moving. I want to still be walking at that age. So that led me uh, into a world of educating, and it was more on the physical side, per se, as in movement biomechanics. But it also introduced me to feet about 15 years ago. And the minute I realized that the direction of my hips had a direct effect to the direction of my feet, I thought integration and then integration led me into brain because I started teaching for a world-renowned foot expert. And brain and feet were connected to evolution, which led me into breathing, which led me into emotions which eventually led me into meeting a partner of mine, a good friend and a colleague who was also down a similar path, though from a different direction. And he had found something called bioenergetic medicine. I got excited with him. He wanted to teach others. We started teaching it together. That led us both into teaching others how to do what we do in clinic. 
It led me to Quantum University, where I'm currently studying and doing my master's and PhD in natural medicine. Um, and that's pretty much the story from beginning to end. So at the end of the day, I, I'm just looking for ways to improve health. Why feet? And I'll end with this, the connection, because they are at the foundation. And as we chat, we'll go along. They will dictate everything physically, emotionally, and mentally. So two things that I just I observe about that story, both of which, of course, I love. The first is I always love to hear from people whose life work has taken this kind of journey where it feels to me that you followed the thread as it led you through your life's journey and led you to your life's work. You're not one of those guys who woke up at seven years old and said, I want to be a pilot. That's the only thing in the world I want. You followed the thread of your life and it brought you back to kind of where your interests started. Is that fair? That's, uh, that's exactly how it happened. You're right. I did not wake up at seven years old and say, I want to be this person and it drove. It really did take a path. Sometimes it veered off. It's not wrong or right. I don't believe in wrongs or rights. It was just the path that had to take, but you're 100% right. It did come back around and it's come back 360 at this point. Absolutely. And now, that willingness. Can, yeah. Sorry, can I just add one thing? I'll tell you what really, drove, what really drove it for me the last 17 years. Having lost my mother in my arms in our old family home in a bedroom that I slept in and watched her last few breaths, which was a very premature death. It's a whole other story. But that really drove me to really get into the health part. And it's what really made me find the, the, the education I found and where I'm headed as a practitioner, as a doctor of natural medicine. That's what really kind of spring-loaded me and really took me off from there. I think, again, so many people have those moments in their life and it's about heeding those stories and following that thread, right? Letting doors open yep. and seeing them for what they are. So. Let's start at the beginning. And by the beginning, okay. I mean, you said something a moment ago that here's, here's sort of the door opening question, right? Hey, Kennedy, okay. do you mean it's all connected? Our mind, our mood, our body, it's all connected? <laughs> <laughs> we hear that often. Yes, it is all, all connected. Would you like to hear how it's all connected? I would love to hear how it's all connected. Okay. So first, I, I follow a model. Well, let's, well let's, there's two ways we can begin. Let's begin from the feet, and then we can maybe speak more about the model behind it. But here's the way I look at it and how I feel feet connect, not just physically and the value that alone brings, but the value and the environment that creates for us mentally. And again, that attaches to certain emotions. So let's, let's think about it this way. If I have foot pain, people are not in great moods. I know because I've seen people with foot pains or aching pains and toe pains or bunions or things they can't do. So if it's really bad foot pain, people are at home. People are not walking. People are becoming obese. People are not doing good things. People are in the wrong headspace. So it starts to affect us mentally. And those mental meanings we attach to, oh my God, my feet are in pain. Life is never going to change. This is horrible. Gets all these emotions attached into that. And all of that affects organs and organ systems. We can speak on how that works in a minute, but that's what starts to happen in an extreme case with someone at home. But even the person who has just an uncomfortable toe or something of that sort, we're humans. And as humans, 
regardless of how in, in how much control we think we have over pain or discomfort, discomfort can cause people to be irritable. And once again, if we're irritable and we're walking all day, and as we walk, we feel discomfort, whether we know it or not, even subconsciously, we're attaching meanings to it. And once again, it's attaching emotions. And once again, these things start to affect our organs and our organ systems. So yes, if my feet are healthy, if my feet can walk all day or stand all day or take me through the day as they need to, that is going to already create a better mood for me just from that one little perspective. Because also, my feet are the foundation. They're going to create the whole foundation. Imagine for our audience, your home, a building. There's a tower in San Francisco, if people are familiar with the story out there. There's a tower that was built with a weak foundation, and now the entire building is starting to shift. Well, if my feet are my foundation and my feet cave in, they will affect my shins. They will affect my quads, your hips will change position, your spine will change position, which means your breathing will change position, your neck will change position. You will find it harder to breathe because your diaphragm and your lungs are all compacted. And think about how your organs are all compacted. You may not digest properly as well. So yes, it sounds crazy, but these can all be done and affected by your feet because they're your foundation. And if we don't want to even get into mental or even the emotional aspect, think about it just from going to work, playing a sport, or going to the gym, uh, why feet are important to have healthy, because they take us through life. They're the first thing that hits the ground when you get out of bed, and they're the last thing to leave the ground when you get back into bed. They're the only connection to Mother Earth. They're extremely important. And when they're barefoot and we're outside, they actually draw energy electrons low energy frequencies from the earth which is extremely healthy for us uh, let me let me slow us down a little bit because i want to spend yeah. some time on uh the benefits of being barefoot i also want to spend okay. some time on how we care for our feet but let's just go back for a moment because as you were talking i was thinking as i thought before like, can we just spend a moment and contemplate how remarkable our feet are? So most of the people listening to this conversation are actually walking. And if we just oh, stop for a minute and think about our feet, you know, they're, I don't know, mine are less than a foot long. And I am balanced my entire body on these two little things with all of these muscles, all of this strength. And they're going to keep me going pretty much all day long. It's actually remarkable. It is, considering how many steps we need to take every single day. And what's more fascinating about walking, it's a single leg or single foot movement. You're only right. on two feet when you stand still. You're always on one foot. And you're right. For a foot to take the impact of up to two and a half times your body weight when you're just walking and absorb all that energy and not damage knees. And of course it can happen, knees or back or whatever it may be. It is pretty incredible how many steps and how many things our feet do. And because they're all the way down there, as you said, tied up in your shoes and your boots, we tend to ignore them. I know. It's really, you stop for a moment and think about how <laughs> frequently shock absorbers in your car wear out. And yet Absolutely. our feet are primary shock absorbers. They're balancing. I mean, they're pretty amazing. 
They are incredible. They are incredible. Yes. And they do absorb forces. Again, healthy feet will absorb forces correctly, which like you said, like your shock absorbers, which will be healthier for your knees, healthier for your back, healthier for your hips, healthier for your neck. And Joyce, I will add this, that the healthy feet is the biggest reason for having the healthy knees and the healthy hips. We see a lot of people with bad knees. So if right now we have people listening in as they're walking, maybe there are some out there who may have some knee problems and they don't walk as long as they want to, and they've been told it's only a knee problem, we have to always consider the feet first because they are the foundation. And we should remember if the foundation loses its stability, so will the hips and the hips drive the knees. So something important for people to know, that's how important your feet are. So if you have back pain, it could just simply be your feet. If you have knee pain, it's probably your feet. If you have neck pain, upper back pain, migraine headaches, it could be your feet, your foundation's off. You're right, Joyce. They're extremely important. We take them for granted. I remember many, many years ago, I went to a sports podiatrist because I was having a problem with my foot. And she's fantastic. And the first thing she did was have me take off my shoes and socks and walk. And she wanted to watch my walk, watch my gait, and watch the way my feet interacted with the ground. And I was, that was like a a real uh, kind of light bulb moment for me around this idea that, yes, my feet are the foundation. What fascinated you about it? It What fascinated you about the assessment? Exactly what you said. Put me in the box of the millions of people who completely take our feet for granted. Because that was me until I really started to think about it. So let's talk about how we take care of our feet. So, And if you could, Kennedy, take it from the perspective of someone who, like me, at least me before I met with Dr. Langone, who really has always taken her feet for granted. How do we we begin to care for our feet? Well, there's the simple things we can all do that we may not consider. So hydration is important because feet are muscles and tissue and muscles and tissue are 75 to 90% water. So they will be affected like all other tissue in the body. So hydration is extremely important. Uh, Quality of water is a whole different story, but in general, we need hydration. Nutrition is important. Nutrition, again, keeps our uh, feet healthy because it keeps bones healthy. It keeps muscles healthy. It keeps tendons healthy. It keeps ligaments healthy. We spoke, you said, about this shock absorber. Well, the shock absorbers will work better when they're lubricated than they can move. So we have to do something about it. And then, so those are the basics. Those are the things we're already doing for our health, the things we either need to improve on or have more of or less of, depending on where we're at. And then there's two other things. One and we can get into a lot of talk about it, but really the most important thing you can do about your feet is walk barefoot when you can. Now, I pause when I say that because some can't walk for 30 minutes. You can start with five minutes. Some may have discomfort in feet. I understand that those are things we need to address. But if these have been addressed and someone says, I'm ready to start something, I would say hydration, watch your nutrition, Sleep is important. Yes, all the basics like everything because they all heal the systems and your feet are part of those systems. And then walk daily. And the last one, I may have mentioned to you this when we spoke originally, an exercise that takes literally 10 seconds to do that can entirely connect the feet to the entire tissue all the way up to your tongue. So it really connects the whole body for better stability. It's an exercise called short foot. It strengthens the muscles in the foot, which Joyce, we never speak of. 
We always speak about the ones that run into our feet. So if our participants drink water, hydrate, walk daily uh, for 20, 30 minutes, whatever they can maintain at this time, and do this exercise prior card short put to go out and maybe even a little massage ball rolling, that's a big place to start. So talk to me about this short foot movement. So as I said, we have many muscles that run into the foot. And most of our participants and listeners may go to a gym and do calf raises or they run or they walk. But a lot of the calf raises and things we do in the gym do work the muscles that run into the foot. But we rarely ever actually work the muscles in the foot. And there's an exercise that's been around for seven decades. Uh, It was from a physiotherapist, a famous guy who created it many, many years ago. And the idea behind it was to be able to strengthen the muscles in the feet. And they're not like muscles where we need to actually lengthen and shorten them. You know, like for our audience, you go to a gym and you do something like a bicep curler. When you squat, you go up and down. Muscles are getting longer and shorter, longer and shorter. That's not how we get healthy feet. Feet need to be stable. They need stability, the muscles in the feet, which means they have to be isometric. They have to be strong as they stand still. So imagine trying to push a wall that doesn't move. Your muscles tense up but the length is not really changing. It's staying very static. So this exercise called short foot allows those muscles for a period of 10 seconds to turn these muscles on. It's probably the best way I can explain it. But more importantly, Joyce, it's how the tissues from that foot run up your lower leg, inner leg, into your hips, into your pelvic floor, into your glutes, all the way up into your spine, into your tongue. So they're really important to be healthy, and that's a big connection right there. So those are the simple things. Hydration, nutrition, they walk, and short foot. And short foot, if if the audience is wondering where can we see this, if you go to YouTube and you Google short foot, I would recommend you Google short foot slash Dr. Emily Splickle, S-P-L-I-C-H-A-L, because she's a world-renowned podiatrist, one that I've learned from and understands movement with feet. And if you're going to watch it, you want to watch someone who does it correctly. And we'll include a link uh, in the show notes for that. Uh, You also talked, uh, or you alluded to, you mentioned the idea of rolling, ball rolling on your feet, which is something that I I do because it's fantastic. And uh, sometimes I think like, I don't understand why everybody doesn't do this because it's easy (laughs) and it feels good and it's good for you. Can you describe in the simplest terms how you do that? Absolutely. So um, small massage ball, I I believe some are better than others. But look, you don't really want to use a golf ball. Some have tried golf balls. But if you buy these tiny little rubber massage balls, some have little little spikes that come out of them. Nothing very spikes. They don't necessarily have to be that way. Sometimes you use toys that your your dog or your cat use. I I use a specific brand from a company called Trigger Point Performance. I really like the way they're designed. But the point is this. It's about the size of a golf ball. It's a tiny little massage ball. And for the most part, as long as it's slow, controlled with breathing movement that slides up and down the bottom of the foot between the knuckles of the toes and the heel, that's the tissue there, the plantar tissue. Well, that'll help to release and relax that tissue. Also, because there's compression, it's going to draw more blood in there. So when you squeeze, you'll push things out. Liquids will move out. And when you roll away, liquids and fluids flow back in. So now we have better sliding between the tissue, 
which means less chance of injury, you'll walk better, and you'll walk more efficiently. When you're not efficient, you waste energy, you become more fatigued and more tired. So this will contribute to you being not as fatigued. Can you use a tennis ball? I've used a tennis ball on a tennis yeah, or yeah, a lacrosse yeah. ball. Look, what's most important is this. Does the tool make a difference? It can, but I'll tell you what's more important, the technique. The technique is what matters most. It shouldn't be very quick. It shouldn't make you jump and spike, and it shouldn't hurt. Because listen, if it hurts, you're going to create what we call a sympathetic response in the muscles. If I was about to punch you in the stomach, you would contract. You would hold and tighten up. Well, the idea of doing this to the feet is not to tighten them up. We're trying to relax them. We're trying to create more movement in them. But if you roll very quickly or with something that's too hard and you go, oh, that's very painful, but I should work through it. Well, your muscles are not really enjoying it. They're actually doing quite the opposite of what you're trying to do in the first place. So it doesn't matter. It could be a tennis ball. It could be a golf ball. It's the intensity level. It should never be painful. Discomfort is fine. We need a little discomfort. Otherwise, there's no stimulus. But it should never be painful. And that's why speed, slow and controlled, in case you hit a sensitive spot, you don't jump, and controlled with your breathing. And let's move on so we're sure we spend some time on being barefoot and barefoot walking. Okay. So yep. let's talk about, uh, can we break it into two things? Can we talk about just being barefoot inside your home, walking barefoot? Because I think that's a great place for a lot okay. of people to start. Um, yes. Is there benefit to that? Or if you're not outside, don't bother. Okay, that's a great question because I get asked all the time. So is it barefoot indoors? Is it barefoot outdoors? Is there a difference? Just like is there a difference walking on a track and walking outdoors? The answer is yes and no. Well, here's the thing that's important for both of them. You are barefoot. You are walking. Your feet are actually touching the ground. And we have receptors in the feet that get to actually work better because they're actually being touched. There's no socks or shoes in between them. And I want you to think about these receptors like ears. Well, if you put on socks, they're not gonna hear as well. And the more shoes you wear, and the thicker they are, and the thicker the socks, they don't hear as well. Imagine if I put my hand over my mouth and I start speaking right now, it's gonna be very muffled. Well, imagine your feet being muffled all day. And imagine over 10, 20, 30, 40 years. They don't listen so well after 40 years. And we start to lose this ability. So that ability of whether I'm barefoot indoors or outdoors, that's a big benefit regardless. That's fantastic. The muscles are actually getting work. The toes get to spread open the way they should instead of being locked up inside shoes that for most people who wear shoes are far too tight a shoe anyway. So now the toes get to spread apart the way they need to, the muscles in between the toe. So indoor, outdoor, these are all the great benefits. The real benefit though of being outdoors is you're on actually Mother Earth. So if you're in a condo building and you're on the 20th floor, it's even worse for your health. You're further away from the ground. If you're on the main floor, even better. But when it comes to indoor-outdoor, the real benefit of outdoor is A, it's a direct connection to Mother Earth, and those frequencies are directly into the feet. So you're actually touching and taking the electrons from something you can touch. The other real big benefit is, unfortunately, most people are indoors all the time. And whether they're barefoot or not, and even the most have shoes on, they're walking on these pristine, perfect flat floors. And you know, as humans, we didn't always walk like that. What's nice about outside when I walk barefoot, the ground is not even, it's unpredictable. These are actually good factors. 
for my feet, for the sensory uh, receptors in my feet. So those are the big benefits. Electrons, which means I'm taking more energy into my body. Think about those electrons as antioxidants. So we're actually getting oxidants that are positive for us. And the fact that the ground is completely uneven is a good thing. It's better for the muscles and stimulation. Those are two things I would like to spend just a tiny bit more time on because believe it or not, a half hour goes really, really fast. Oh, God. So <laughs> uh, this idea of uneven surfaces and challenging <laughs> our body in those little more micro kind of ways our, and our feet over and over again, I can't imagine any more efficient and effective way to strengthen our feet than with those kinds of little imperfections of the world. And that is exactly why outdoors, when you can go barefoot and it's on grass or going for a hike, you know, walking down the street on a sidewalk, there's still the benefits of the ground, of course, but walking in nature on pristine surfaces. And by the way, audience, if you're wondering and saying, how are we supposed to go barefoot everywhere? Listen, there are shoes you can buy that are better for the feet, thinner soles. They actually don't control the foot. The foot controls the shoe that you can wear outdoors that will also give you as many benefits. So the shoe does matter as well, and that's a different conversation. But uh, absolutely, I agree. Those little imperfections on a micro level are extremely important. If you do the same stimulus all the time, nothing changes. And over time, that's not good. For sure. And then can you just revisit this idea of uh, ions or electrons or whatever the heck yes. it is that's moving through the earth into your body? I think yeah. that feels, that's going to sound a little <laughs> far out there for a lot of people. So okay. can you just share a little bit of how that works in kind of the, uh, the common person language? <laughs> okay, so in the common person language, First off, everything we're speaking about, even with that, there's a science behind it. There's something called the Schumann Residence, Resonance, and we'll get that, and you can probably send a link to it somewhere on, uh, once the call is done. And all I'm saying is that the Earth does give off a frequency. We know this. We're scientifically quantum physicists. We understand this. The frequency it gives off is a very low frequency. People hear about EMF being bad for you. There's lots of research and lots of science behind how being on a phone all the time is not good for you, how being in front of a computer is not good for you. Those are high frequencies that affect the cells of the body. I'm in clinic as a practitioner. We see this all the time. So when you talk about people talk about free radicals or antioxidants or things to make us healthy, the earth literally gives you help it literally gives you these electrons i speak speaking about like in layman's terms the best way to put it is they're like taking vitamins that frequency is like a vitamin for you and what it will do is like any vitamin help support the organs and the organ systems so that's really what we get from earth it's a frequency the schumann resonance is what it's referred to and they're low frequencies which have been part of mother nature me you our feet and our entire body since we've been on earth there really is a benefit from that. And there's a lot of science behind it. I know it can sound a bit weird at times, but there really is a science behind to support the incoming of electrons. I'll, I'll, leave you, I'll leave everyone with this. The research has shown this, that if me and Joyce go out right now and we sit on the grass barefoot with our feet, but prior to doing this, I took a live blood cell sample of yours and mine, and then we went out for 40 minutes in the grass, and you come back, you will see a difference in the cells. That doesn't mean the cells are going to stay healthy 
after one session of 40 minutes, but what it suggests is how an incredible difference happens over 40 minutes, and that means over time, it's a health benefit. So we've seen it in live blood samples that don't look so great a blood sample. Maybe I'm not feeling so well. I go sit for 40 minutes in the grass, they come back and they do them right on the spot. They see a difference in the cells. So that's real in front of you. Love it, love it. Oh yeah. my gosh, we covered so much ground, but I know there is more. Kennedy, if people want to connect with you, if they want more of your wisdom, if they want to go to your website and learn more about the work you do, give us all of the places in the interwebs where they can find more Kennedy. Okay, so I think one of the best places to begin is just the website, www.kennedylovattle.com. That's easy enough there. And then if most people are on social media, uh, Facebook is Kennedy Lovato. And of course, when it comes to Instagram, it's Quantum Health Practitioner, all one word. Uh, and we will link all of those in the show notes as well. But for people who are out and about, uh, that's awesome. Kennedy, this went really, really fast. And I know there are just 10 other things we could talk about. But thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate this time My very much. We'll I'm very, again. very grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. If you want to learn more about wellness and walking and how 99Walks is here to change the conversation on both, be sure to join us on social media at 99Walks on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, and be sure to jump into the conversation about how you can change your life in 99Walks.